one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamflet and Michael Sidgwick here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, Bollocks, I forgot it again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT, but... Brilliant live events. You have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week completes with a million quiz, of course, on wrestling culture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet Sidgwick. The boys are back together. And Hamlet, what did you make of the post-Halloween Havoc NXT? Great. Hey, idiots, don't be so stupid. This is better than Halloween Havoc. This is what NXT should be. Not like Shawn Michaels strangle-wanking himself daft over his favourite wrestlers from the BT Sports Studio for 23 boring minutes. Just shunt that to the end of this episode and give us like one hour 45-ish of the bollocks of the yeah. front of the silliness. I, earnestly, there was one match that I think genuinely over-delivered on my, well, rock-bottom expectations. <laughs> uh and more on that later with the reveal in the museum. Mm. That's a talking point. That is absolutely a talking point and a pretty major one at that. And I think we're all buzzed about the next big thing in all of pro wrestling and their first secret message delivered to the part. This was everything I wanted from an NXT. Everything. Yeah, there's loads of stuff to like here. <laughs> yeah. And by that, I mean with a complete sly wink and nudge and tongue in cheek and taking the piss out of how absolutely stupid this is. <laughs> so I enjoyed it on that level. Uh, as an actual wrestling show, not so much. <laughs> not so much, but yeah, some bollocks. This show absolutely flew by for me. I really enjoyed it. Um, mm. Like the title matches were in- entertaining, but like I bought some of the finishes. Obviously, we'll mm. talk about the controversy immediately in a second. Uh, and then, yeah, like you say, an appropriate amount of just stuff. Yeah. Just and not super serious stuff that I was just like oh, rubbing my hands together. I can't wait to talk about that. Well, I was on the Raw review yesterday with like obviously said I know you'd have watched every single second. Yeah, I did, that. I did. definitely at one time speed, but like no payoff yet with what's going on with the Miz. But Johnny Gargano continues to threaten to blow the whistle, and next week will apparently be the reveal unless they bait and switch that like they did the match. But it's <laughs> typical. It's wrestling. You were like, yeah, that there's a thing that you don't know about what. I'll just drop everything because they've just made up a mystery out their ass. And it's yeah. like, well, I'm in now. I'm compl- And they've done it again here. It's like, uh, I don't know who this guy is. I don't get the message. I'm into it. Like, can, like, can you string me along six weeks and tell me who it is? Yes, please. That's, uh, it's you, so simple, isn't got it, me. sometimes? That's the story of my entire life for the last 30 years. Like, <laughs> we'll tell you in It'll three be- weeks' time. Tell me what? I don't know, but we'll tell you. Well, all right, then. Well, I guess I'm here. Money, money, money. Uh, right, let's dive straight into this show because there was title matches of plenty and all that. So we started, well, we started very quickly with a recap of what went down at Spooky Halloween Havoc. Uh, and then dived straight into the first of two tag team title matches with the women's tag team titles on the line. Caden Carter and a Katana Chance versus Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. Um, Carter and Chance sort of worked a little touch heel. Like, they, 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 you know, aggressive style, I think is the way they described it on commentary. Um, Carter and Nikita Lyons uh, starts out and she 
breaks out the splits early on to pop the crowd. Uh, they all break down early on and challenges get sent to the floor and then they recover and hit slams to take us to a break. Uh, when we come back, um, the, the champions are in control um, but then Chance gets backdropped into a moonsault uh, on Lions, and uh, Stark has to dive in to make the save for her team. Uh, Stark gets the hot tag. She cleans house, but Katana Chance pulls her into a roll-up for a near fall. Um, and then everything breaks down again. There's a bit of confusion in the corner for the champs, uh, and Stark manages to reverse a big boot into a roll-up on Katana Chance. One, two, three. We seemingly have new women's tag team champions. They celebrate, they hold the titles in the air, and all of a sudden you see this shenanigans going on in the background with the well, seemingly former champs and an extra referee, the head referee, we are told, who's come down to overturn the call. Made a rod for her own back there, haven't they? <laughs> um, and announces that no, so-and-so wasn't the legal, I think it was Katana Chance, wasn't the legal person in the match, Carter had done a quick tag in the corner when she hit the ropes. Um, unseen tag, so we're going to restart the match. Immediate sort of slugfest uh, kicks off. There's a super Spanish fly on Stark, but she gets gets a kick out with a brilliant uh, a brilliant two count. Um, she hits a released German suplex to Carter. Lyons comes in, cleans house, spinning kick. She does that split splash. You think, right, okay, now they're going to win the titles. Um, Chance dives in at the very last second, though, to make the save. Uh, and then they get rid of Stark, and they do their tandem finisher thing, spinning neck breaker thing off the top uh, onto Nikita Lyons. Chance covers her. One, two, three. Caden Carter and Katana Chance retain the tag team titles, and this one's official. Yeah, Dusty finishes are historically difficult to manage in every company because not every single match is monitored by other referees. Otherwise, there would never be any cheating. There would never be any finishes that need to be scraped because that would happen on every single wrestling show. It's why the Dusty finish is largely derided and it has to be... You have to kind of take care with it and find out, like, ultimately it often exists, as it did in the original when Dusty Rhodes was doing them, to set up other matches rather than just give you something satisfying. All of that said, I really enjoyed this and yeah. did not expect to. Rock bottom expectations, so it kind of it, it passed them within the first couple of minutes. But despite typically this crowd being too generous for you to take seriously, and by that it's always the this is awesome chance or the fight forever chance, <laughs> this, was, this was earnest heat from fans that are fake. So they weren't stopping to chant or doing things in coordination. They were just getting up for stuff. Like the near falls in this were so hot. And if you watched everything after the dusty finish, it was just people standing. They were standing and staring at the action because they knew that this was probably only about a minute and a half of action. Mm -hmm. And every near fall subsequently as a result got hotter and hotter and hotter. The four women I have to give immense credit to because there's not really a division to speak of. The babyface champions have to work heel because... Like, we're seeing week after week, they're not particularly likable as characters anyway. So they have to pivot to be the natural heels in their title defences. And both of these teams are, like, their unity or whatever is massively overstated. The challengers kind of came together six or eight weeks ago, and the champions did all but nothing before winning the belts. It's that thing of the belts having to make the women rather than the other way around. And yet, I thought this whole thing conspired to create something genuinely quite heated. I was in it for the benefit. Uh, like, it was one of the things after the fact, I was like, oh, yeah, it's still just women's tag battles. But in the moment, yeah. I was biting on the near falls. The work was decent, which really helped as well. It was ambitious, but not in that NXT way where it's too ambitious and they botch a load of stuff. Just about everything connected, which again, it, like, I know this scans as generous praise because this is television wrestling. Of course, <laughs> of course it should. But yeah, I just thought this was, like, I won't have this on any of my match of the year no. lists or anything, but it was one of them hot NXT openers that you get every now and then. We're like, ah. Oh, Fair play to this. Yeah, it sounds incredibly patronising as I say this, but I was a bit like, yeah. Like we yeah. previewed it. Congratulations to you. You called this exactly on the mm. preview yesterday. Um, and I went in going like, eh. And like you say, you're like, it's the women's tag team titles in NXT. It's not the end of the world. But it genuinely felt heartbreaking a little bit when mm. they were snatched back away. Like, no, 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 these aren't yours yet, actually, yeah. because there wasn't the legal person. It was wrong, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and they're going to correct it and what have you. I thought it was weird as well, Sige, to have Katana Chance insisting people stick to the rules and regulations because that's not really been in her character the last <laughs> couple of years. No, uh, that was very odd. Look, I hate action replay in pro wrestling. I've always hated it. It just brings into focus how bollocks the rest of it is. Uh, and there's obviously a lack of consistency. And I just... I can hold a grudge like no one's business. <laughs> I genuinely can hold a goddamn grudge. So when I see something like this play out, I get even more resentful 
in retrospect, about every terrible distraction, interference, intentional DQ, no repercussions for this, that, the other, anything. Just it's a dull mess, all a complete and utter mess. So I got annoyed at the finish here. Um, I forgave the first MGF CM Punk match because it was an instant replay. They structured it cleverly so that the telltale tape was like visible in the ring and I gave it a pass because I really was into the story. Wrestling can take the piss effectively sometimes, not for me with this. I was a little bit lower on the match. I think the action um, was a bit off at points. And what I mean by that is there were certain times when people were trying to get clotheslined over the top rope because it didn't really work out. They were just kind of jumping yeah. over it and stuff like that. But, you know, they worked it with a real sense of urgency, yeah. even if it wasn't clean and it looked a little bit too cooperative at times. The layout, which they lived up to, did a really quite fabulous job of generating drama, as you could tell by the crowd reactions. Um, but, yeah, action replay can suck my ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the smallest of credit goes to NXT for the fact that they at least didn't have a really blatant interference in another match later on in the show that would have you going, well, hang on, where's the head referee for that? Like, as I said at the time... Okay, so from now on, the head referee is going to come out and correct things, or yeah. is it just going to be completely forgotten about by next week? Yeah, it's going to be completely forgotten about. By totally next for week. the benefit of this one match, and then never again. But I, I, I genuinely looks like Paul Turner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed this as an opener. I thought, hello, here we go. Mm. Uh, we've got an interesting episode of NXT to come. Our boys are going to be wrestling for the titles later on, of course. Malik Blaine, Idris Sanofi. Uh, before that, though, on the show, we got a recap of the, the world title match at Halloween Havoc, which <laughs> I was surprisingly entertained by. Um, Plenty were. Yeah. Plenty um, were. Good for them, I say. Um, Ilya Dragunov's very intense, of course, and he's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that J.D. McDonough has stolen his chance at becoming world champion. He says, no one is safe until McDonough is going to be removed permanently. And he's setting up the match. It's going to be the main event a little bit later on. And then there's your boy, Michael Sidgwick, T-Bar, talking about how the second com- <laughs> talking about how the second coming isn't about... Uh, it's about justice. Don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, and I'm delighted that I don't know what it means because it means it's probably absolute bollocks. Yeah. Have you written down verbatim the, the voicemail? So I'll never understand what the, that, that guy was talking about either. Who scripts? Scripts. I've done one better. I have got it written down, but I've actually got the audio itself, Ooh. sort of. It's not, I didn't want to get taken down by WWE, so okay. I may have uh, put my acting chops to the, ah. to the test. It isn't here. about retribution. It's about justice. I don't understand what that means. I'm sure we'll find out. I think he's going to form a new stable where a bunch of guys wear ski masks and they're called justice. Called justice. <laughs> it's like people are, What's really funny about this is that he might well come back as... Um, Dominic Dijakovic or Donovan Dijak or whichever version of him. Is it retribution? What do you, what do you like call him? What? Dominic, what's his name? Dominic, uh, Donovan Dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> any, any of the. Isn't retribution a sort of justice? Well, it is. Whether it's actual justice or not, it's always justice in the eye of the beholder, if you like. Yeah, they've just put retribution in a synonym thing on Google and come out with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, what's great is that he's going to get his like second chance, as it were, now that Triple H has got the keys. On NXT rather than Raw SmackDown. Yeah. Like that's the, like all of the all the rest of them are getting a like he's better than Karen Cross. I know we're dealing low bars yeah, all the time, yeah, but he's, yeah. he's better than some of the guys, he's better than Hit Row. And it's like, oh, you're over there. You can get over there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it is a relief uh, that they've just gone right that T bar stuff's a load of bollocks. Because mm-hmm. he's probably sat there looking at Marseille and wondering how can he achieve those sorts of heights. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I liked uh, Dominic Dijakovic when I saw him in NXT. I obviously had seen all the PWG stuff that you guys were putting I'd, over. I'd that watch takes me back. And, I'd watch him and Brombreaker, I think. I'd, I'd look at that. I'd have a look at that yeah. big time, eh? Mm. Or he could big be the, uh, the good guy going after the new world champion after Deadline. Yeah. Tony D'Angelo, as we booked yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, Did ne- you? <laughs> Surprised. Uh, right, Wesley, the new North American champion, headed down to the ring uh, after, of course, winning the title at Halloween Havoc. Uh, all the you deserve it chants, you know, lovely praise being heaped on him. And you can tell it, he's really touched by all this. Thanks to the fans for their support. Talks about, you know, the struggles he's he's had to, to win a championship, especially a championship, of course, on his own. He never expected that. Talks about being grateful. Goes to talk about the future. And then the real star of NXT shows up. It's Grayson Bloody Waller. Um, he says, Don't stop bloody sacking up. You don't deserve it. Um, uh, he said, I didn't have a good Halloween. I bloody hate it. Uh, it's a stupid holiday. 
Um, and uh, he says, you can't come out. You, you lost. And he says, well, no, technically I won. I put him in the coffin. Uh, <laughs> and then he brought out a second one. And technically I won. And I was like, you might have a point there. Anyway, he goes to continue. And then all of a sudden, who shows up? Our truth. So he's got, all he has to do is show up on SmackDown. He's completed the set this week. That's right. Uh, he's, he, I like this joke, you know. He comes I am an out. idiot. You are an idiot. I'm an idiot. He's got a Joker <laughs> outfit on. He runs. What, what outfit? Dead Joker, baby. <laughs> Uh, he runs down to the rap, sorry, down to the ring. Uh, tells Orlando to make some noise, and he says, "Welcome to Halloween Havoc, <laughs> you bloody idiot." Yeah, got me there. Uh, Waller cuts him off and says, "What the bloody hell are you doing?" And Truth says, <laughs> "Oh, cool, you've got a British accent." <laughs> Crowd chants British accent, um, and he says, "Are you excited, Mister Old Chap, for Halloween Havoc?" I'm bloody Australian, you idiot. We can't um, sit around this table being like these idiots doing funny voices and expecting us to laugh at them. Who do they think they are? That's what I was going to say. Now I can't. Calling it content. How dare they? Now I can't say that. Wallace <laughs> uh, says, you plonker. Halloween Havoc was three days ago. I was there. And Truth goes, oh, good one, fella. Uh, <laughs> Wesley goes, no, no, it did. It did happen. Look, I won the North American title. And Truth's like, oh, cool. My bad. Uh, congratulations. And they says, oh, so he won with the world title. How'd you get on Grayson Waller? And they all go, he lost. And uh, Truth talks about uh, Apollo Crews uh, and says, oh, you were you were in a, in, a, in a casket all by yourself. Wasn't that scary? I'd have been scared. And Waller says, oh, I wasn't scared. I just got rolled into a casket. And Truth says, huh, you roll one up right there. Sage, what's he referencing there? Already. <laughs> so Waller, big one. Waller wants to beat Truth up, uh, but he says, oh, no, my mind's all over the place. Let's fight next week. Uh, then blatantly, obviously, goes for a sneak attack. Truth ducks. Uh, Lee clobbers him, and uh, Truth sends him out of the ring, and uh, he grace him walls. I'll get you next week sort of thing. You enjoyed this. Our Truth really popped me. That, like the Halloween Havoc gag. I, I just wasn't ready for him to be on the show, so then when he comes out, and I can see it coming, but he does it anyway, and it's funny. Um, the R Truth rub is funny. Is I like this idea that like you know you need Wesley. Like you're out here talking about how you're a single guy and you've got a tag, you got a singles title. Sorry, when you were formerly a tag guy, well, he leaves a bit of a main roster shine. Oh, who's it going to be? From a star of NX past NXT, of course, wasn't he a coach? Uh, yeah, great, probably. Oh my god, great pull. Yeah, deep pull. That's it. All these ex NXT champions on last week's uh, like ratings grabbing effort. Who you got? I was sending our truth. Great. Like, wait a second. What could this mean? Do you know who he coached in NXT? Go on. Johnny Curtis. Oh, some dirty dango LTS too. Oh, hang on. Oh, my God. He rocked up an impact, didn't he? Oh, bollocks. He did. Uh, dirty dango. He worked one of their... Oh, uh, did he? I don't know if it was like if he got a deal or he was doing one of them battle royals or something. Uh, but this NXT is perfect. Oh, Fandango would be great, wouldn't he? So, yeah, I, uh, I got more out of this than it had any right to. Sidgwick couldn't disagree more. I can tell over the desk. I've got literally nothing out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't laugh. I didn't think any of the ch- champions were worthy of the championship after watching this. Just uh, had a miserable time. <laughs> I love Grayson Waller. Yeah. Only- if I was an eight-year-old kid going to my first house show, I might have got something out of our truth comedy stylings here. But as it happens, 37. <laughs> so I didn't. <laughs> I did like, um, we didn't get to talk about this. Shout out to... Halloween have a coffin match because I've never seen wrestlers going through a coffin, yeah, uh, in a coffin match Good before. Point. So I don't, I don't know who came up with that spot, but like it's great. They've like modernized. It's an idiot who has an, no memory. An, I, a, an ancient stipulation. They've like, thank you for bringing it into 2022. Uh, ooh, the wood broke. Like nobody's done that in much more spectacular fashion before, <laughs> especially not in recent <laughs> months. Uh, right then, we've got our boys. Backstage, Malik Blade's a bit bit nervous and all that, and uh, and Idris Anofe hypes him up, quotes Eminem, and it works. And they get hyped up for the for the tag title match later on in the evening. Uh, then we uh, remain backstage. Mackenzie Mitchell is interviewing Apollo Cruz. Thank you for continuing the uh, tradition of my absence. Ah, uh, regret it. Uh, <laughs> a lot of things I regret. <laughs> 
Uh, and he says, oh, Grayson Waller's behind me now. He's our truth problem, etc., etc." And uh, he says, uh, Bram Breaker is uh, returning next week, and I'm interested in what Breaker's got to say. Shouldn't he know? <laughs> yeah, that's a great I saw point. that and went, what? What do you mean interested in what he's got to say? Aren't you and your druids? Druids all the way Druids. 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 <laughs> the North Atlanta druids. <laughs> yeah, I just was a little bit confused by this. That's a great... Maybe he does. Maybe he's trying to fool... But maybe he knows Brom Breaker watches. Oh, yeah. You know, I can't give away the fact that I can see the future, oh, even yeah, though they sometimes change the future if he says... Well, exactly. Of course. Butterfly effect and all Butterfly that. Butterfly floaters bay. Remember when... Apollo Crews and Grayson Waller had, like, one of the first, I think, face-to-face confrontations. And it was actually really quite funny. Mm. Grayson Waller was a dickhead. Apollo Crews sort of carried himself with a certain cocksure swagger, and he felt like the opposite of the smiling felt dickhead. Like a bit of a star. He was. felt like a bit of a star, actually. Actually. <laughs> and now they did all of that. And now if they had it done, Apollo Crews beats Grayson Waller. Just, and he just is in a match. And that version of Apollo Crews went on to face Bron Breaker. I would think, you know what? I'm actually into this. Mm. I'm earnestly into this. No, I'm not. <laughs> if you book someone terribly, I won't be into, into the next direction. It's, it's pretty simple. It is pretty simple stuff. It's a TV match, isn't it? Yeah. Not that, like, Deadline or Halloween. Deadline. Like, it's spectacular by comparison. It's the same building. After we booked the movie. title changes on yesterday's preview, um, I can't wait for Deadline. Breaker having one last defence One more defence. Tony D. Tony D wins the big one. You know the Deadline preview already. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets me out of it. Yeah, you get the relief on your face. Uh, our preview yesterday was um, brief in our preview of the, uh, the Not with Hamlet on it. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> With the preview of the next match, we uh, did not have high hopes for Shotzi Blackheart versus Lash Legend, and uh, they kept it brief uh, in this match. Oh. Quincy Elliott's there at ringside. Uh, he was obviously involved with 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 this throughout, and he plays into the finish um, back and forth between the two of them. There's a there's a bit where he poses on the outside and distracts Lash Legend, uh, who'd sent Shotzi Blackheart out there. And uh, that distraction enough that when she gets back in, Blackheart takes over and hits that DDT never wake up finisher of hers. One, two, three. Shotzi celebrates with uh, Quincy afterwards. I didn't want this to be terrible for the good reasons. I wanted this to be terrible so that there would have to be a thread where the road dog and Dutch Mantel would have to claim like this is dangerous and why why is this being allowed on television or anything? And instead they just kept it short so there wasn't really the time for anything to go wrong. It was still rubbish. There was a spot in the corner where there was like a boot or something that missed by a mile. You could just see fans' faces in the air between it. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't in that dangerous botchy way that Shotzi does or that completely embarrassing way that Lash does. And it was better than the, the one thing they had to do at Halloween, have mm-hmm. it together physically. So good for them. This was NXT at its most developmental and one of them is on the main roster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those where it's like, I've never seen it's the bar is so low that when you do see a whiff spot like that, it's like, well, it's just give someone a concussion. Yeah, that's yes. it. That's how it that's works. So I've never seen something so like just awkward. So you're not wrestlers really, or you're not <laughs> very good at it, and it's so awkward and yet relatively perfunctory at the same time. It's, you know that watch out, people. He's about to do something stupid, <laughs> like the Lenny off the Simpsons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when they don't, you're like, ah. Oh, what was that then? It was just so awkward. Like people just trying so hard to not do something fatal <laughs> in the ring. Mm. And they, in order to arrive at avoiding a fatality, they work a match that is years and years and years and years out of date. Mm. And it's like two minutes long. Yeah, yeah. it was a brief Those match. Are my thoughts on the match. It was a brief match, and, uh, and I, I, my notes there were all I could remember. Yeah, Quincy Elliott poses on the outside. Lash Legend gets distracted. Finisher. Thanks very much. That was it. it they've like really um, normalised Quincy Elliott in record time as well. Was, I think there was something like that we could have got out of the Quincy Elliott character. And mm. already, I'm a bit uh, like psychic guy. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. lost interest. Booker mm. T not really putting him over either. No, not a fan. I can sense. From Halloween Havoc, especially. Uh, I love Booker T and his complete apathy and lack of prep for this show, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's great. He posted like me by Shooky Duck Quack Quack of the Week. Might be. What's <laughs> <laughs> a conviction? Is that your one thing, Booker? Like, no, it's, it's, it's his second thing because there's the Fave Five as well. Of course. Sorry. Yeah, silly me. I love the Fave Five. <laughs> I, like it. I never keep up with it. 
<laughs> what is it? I want I want them written down as Fave 5. I want to see them change like a MySpace friends thing. That's why he looks so confused when he stared at his hands, because he just can't decide of the five fingers. Which one? I don't know which one. I'll just spin on my ass instead. <laughs> right. The Creed brothers are here. Uh, Julius Skull bruises all over his hands, which will happen when you slam ambulance doors <laughs> into them on several occasions. He's hurt. He's swollen after Saturday. Uh, and it hurt on Sunday too, but that's nothing compared to what would have how it would have hurt if he'd cost his uh, brother Brutus his career. Uh, he can't thank Julius enough, Brutus can't, for what he did. Says thank you, uh, and then says, right, get your ass down here, Damon Kemp. I've got five minutes to kick it, basically. Um, Kemp appears on the Tron, says, why are you still so angry, guys? <laughs> uh, Julius, you got lucky. Oh, unfortunately, uh, ooh, not medically cleared. Um, so uh, we're going to have to wait for that whole five minutes of hell thing, Brutus. Um, and Brutus says, look, the longer you put this off, Damon, it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. But then out of nowhere, Sanga and Via attack. The locker room leader and the man who always comes on time uh, attack them. There's <laughs> uh, <laughs> more of that later. Um, I'll just come. <laughs> Sang is conflicted, though, guys. He grabs Julius. He's going to choke slam him. And he goes, well, why am I so violent? What if I become? So Veer does it for him. And then he goes, oh, no, actually, no, that, that looked fun, actually. And just, <laughs> does it to Brutus. They leave. Ivy Nile's like, way as they leave. And Sanger looks a bit conflicted. It's great, this. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Like, Jesus Christ, I don't give a toss about anything Damon Kemp will do. <laughs> Realistically. But I am interested in the trajectory of one Sanger. Mm. And I didn't on my bingo card have... Sanger giving it the full match Jackson, <laughs> but I'm into it. Like yeah. I'm absolutely into it. Like, <laughs> ah, looks like a ripped actual. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god, I love it so much. I, I like when we take the piss out of something, but then it sort of manifests on television. The look that Ivy Nile gave as she walked between them. How could you, The Undertaker? Like, <laughs> like that stop and that stare. He really wasn't like, we just made something happen. He really was a locker room leader to these people. Yeah. You're the conscience of this locker room. <laughs> How am I meant to conduct myself if that's the standard you're setting here? Like, how, how could you, what they're doing. How could you, Sanger? <laughs> why, Sanger, why? All I'm walking through airports and people are asking me, why, Sanger, why? All of those years of the moral code, we yep. thought that wrestler mm. was better because you were in it. And God damn it, no, because you led it. <laughs> <laughs> pathetic. It's actually pathetic. More people should talk about how fucking pathetic this show is. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, one of the good things on this show uh, were the lads who came next, talking, of course, pretty dearly. Uh, they're interviewed ahead of the tag team title match backstage, and they say uh, how the guys are... Uh, they beat everybody and they're fan favourites. And then they go, well, should we talk about Malik Blade and Idris Anofi now? Well, oh, yes, boy. <laughs> uh, and then they head out, but not before a side blade check. 
love them. I mean, I was backing our boys, but yeah. I wasn't too disappointed that Pretty Deadly has still got the tag titles in a, in a few minutes. Mm. What a riot of an act. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then we've got FaceTime with Toxic Attraction. Uh, Gigi's by the pool. Uh, JC Jane's at the gym. I think Mandy Rose was in a car. And they're all teasing each other for nearly dying at Halloween Havoc and getting chased by zombies and all the all the wacky stuff that they got up to. Um, and uh, Gigi and JC are getting together, but Mandy's not invited. Mm-hmm. Maybe some problems for toxic attractions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mandy says, oh, I've got a photo shoot. Anyway, well, one, of them, one of them's not invited. I can't remember which one it was. Anyway, um, next week they're going to celebrate a year as champion, as we spotted on the preview yesterday. Yeah, it's coming up on 365 days, Sitch. What, 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 yeah. what are your plans for the Mandy Rose title celebration? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, actually. You might be onto something with that dissension thing, you know. Um, them helping her win after escaping a haunted house for her. It's... It might be an NXT device of like, how are we going to uh, sow the seeds of dissent in toxic attraction? Make them risk their lives getting murdered by monster zombies, obviously. That's how friends always fall out. It's far better than one. I can't remember who did this, but they played that game of mousetrap with them. Remember? They like, locked them in a cage. Wendy and... Chew. Oh, oh Alba, yeah, yeah. Oh, Alba Fire. Yeah. Pranks. <laughs> Alba didn't learn from the no, lessons of Wendy work. Chew, clearly. Pranks. Uh, next was the tag team title match for the men's tag team titles. It was pretty dearly uh, versus our boys Malik Blade and Idris Anofe. Once again, Idris Anofe looking. Oh my god! Walking down to the ring, that outfit's or something else. Um, and yeah, they. I really was pleasantly surprised by this in terms of I was hoping for our boys to do well, and they did not mess about. They fought like right. We kind of know that these guys are a bit better than us, really. So. Not necessarily the element of surprise. They didn't jump them or anything. But when the bell rang, they just went, like, we'll just empty the tank because it's the only shot we've got. So they immediately, I think it was I think it was Malik uh, Blade, drop kicks uh, Kit Wilson and they, uh, they they beat him up and they they both hit um, top rope elbow drops. Um, and uh, Idris Anofe covers, but Elton has to dive in and break it up for a nice hot start to it all. Um, Wilson manages to take control. Um but, uh, after Prince gets over to him, but then gets punched right out of the air by Idris and Nofe. Uh, they break down, the champs get sent to the outside, they've got to regroup as, as we go to a break. When we come back, the champs, of course, have taken over. Um, they're working over Idris and Nofe, um, but he gets a hot tag to Malik Blade, who comes in and runs wild and does that huge, I want to say Damien Priest-esque flip over the, 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 the turnbuckle, over the ropes, onto the outside, it's insane. Oh my god! So good. Was and especially because he just sort of went. Oh, just as I'm going past the turnbuckle, I'm just going to get a little push off here, yeah. which was arguably just. I just thought. I mean, okay, I'm not sure if you needed to do that or not, but uh, well, it was terrifying and brilliant at the same time. It's good when body guys do stuff like that. Yeah, it? it's just really cool. It's like, what's that about? Whoa, you've got it all. That's like, it's like the, the Tom McGee thing, but like actually just being a fan. Yeah, well, you've got that and that. <laughs> well, champion. Elton Prince gets sent to back in. Blade hits a huge crossbody um, and gets a. They get a near, a brilliant near fall here. Um, and Nofe knees Wilson down, um, but Prince pulls Nofe to the floor. They go for spill bink, spill milk. They get an spill bink, spill bink, <laughs> spill beans, <laughs> spill beans, um, and they get an incredibly close near fall. All the crowd bites on, myself included. Uh, but in the end, they manage to hit spilled milk uh, and retain the tag titles. Another great tag title match. I that thought was this great. Come on, let's not. I thought that last near fall was boring on great. Like uh, th- they're not actually going to win. They, they cannot possibly win. It's an Ophian Blade. This is very clearly their first... Look at me pissing on his chips. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, first of, like, the serious TV title shots, but really, it's, you know, a routine win for Pretty Deadly. But I really, really bit on that near fall. Yeah. So they had me for that, if nothing else. Um, I love an Ophian Blade. I, I don't think... It's tricky because they don't need to do much on NXT anymore. They, you could put them on the main roster. If there was no such thing as this televised developmental thing, and they just debuted on Raw... You wouldn't think they were amateurs or anything. They can go. They can do way more than some of these greenhorns on NXT. The San Francisco greenhorns. But yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, it'd be the Orlando, Orlando greenhorns. Orlando greenhorns. But or you Tampa, or wherever the f*** it is. <laughs> Everyone's got to go through the mill, haven't they? Everyone's got to go through. They've got to have six more months and then fight their way back to contention and all that sort of stuff. So it's as if there's a narrative reason for them to exist on the show. But I don't really think they need to. Pretty deadly are great. Spilt milk is over. Um, aye, this is fine. Yes, boy. Very good in places. Hot drama. Yeah, really good. 
then we go. They bite on that near fall as well. Yeah. Then Maybe we I shouldn't be such a cock. <laughs> <laughs> then we get a vignette from JD McDonough. He says, I yeah, I'm going to be a cock. Uh, I didn't, didn't almost didn't get out of bed on Sunday uh, because I'm not NXT champion. Um, but it, it wasn't all bad because neither neither is Ilya Dragunov. Um, he says, you keep bloody cop, uh, popping up everywhere I do. Both of them said lines about cancer that I didn't need. Um, um, he's necessary evil. He's going to hurt people, basically. Oh, what a wanger. What a little sniveling, weird, creepy wanger he is. Losers, man. Just a little creepy I don't watch. I do not want to watch. Fundamentally, I have no interest in watching them do anything. No. Same. Like, Shawn Michaels is Dragunov back. can work Gunther. Yeah. Yeah. JD McDonough. Get the f- out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, what next? Uh, Mackenzie Mitchell is uh, interviewing uh, Zoe Stark in the locker room, and she's upset, obviously, about them winning and then not winning the, the tag titles. The acting was uh, so, so bad. <laughs> in comes Nikita Lyons to apologize, and she says, it's not your fault. We'll, we'll get him in the, in the rematch. Why did they get a rematch? Well. They lost. Yeah, they lost. Fair and square. But yes, I get it. They're going to split up, aren't they? And that and that's a little bit like us not really caring about this bit. It does sort of remind you, well, is any of that drama in the opener worth it if we're already not bothered about the split? But uh, that's where it's going. Uh, next up, it's time for you, Jimmy. And we're going to find out who's in the red hoodie. Um, and they they now apparently they're the twos. Yeah, and they do the the piece. It's a piece thing more than a number two, obviously. But uh, it's pretty. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> they've got a. Uh, They've got the, uh, the, the I was going to say creepy, not creepy at all, the, the yellow masks. Yeah. Uh, and Gacy takes his mask. Each when they cut the promo, take the mask off to talk. Because uh, otherwise... <laughs> um, <laughs> he, uh, I, 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 I've written vague notes on this, Dan. I haven't written this for Bayham, unsurprisingly. Pride and arrogance are commonplace in NXT, says. Strength comes from unity, and uh, these guys are pioneers and... Uh, uh, four roots, one tree. Uh, join or be torn down. And then Robbie, what? Robbie Fowler takes his mask off and says, "NXT is a den of selfishness, greed, and being envious of another's stars and fans alike." And I well, think, I've always said about NXT. I was like, "I'm, I'm hearing you say the words, and all I really want you to do is slag off the locals <laughs> like you used to." But uh, he, he mentions roots, maybe here. Uh, and then <laughs> Mick Jagger takes his mask off and says, Wrath is a manipulative and ugly state. You must learn how to control it correctly. But love brings love. And uh, build stronger together as a unit. Uh, Gacy says, oh, time for me to talk some bollocks again. Um, <laughs> you, uh, there are people who you think have got everything, but they are empty. They are depleted. Uh, unity comes from showing your true self. Now it's time to reveal who the red hoodie is. Uh, but once you take off this mask, there's no going back. And she takes off the mask and reveals herself as well. It's Simone Johnson, mm-hmm. um, who is of course the Rock's daughter. Um, and she says the love and acceptance the Jimmy has given me has divided any preconceived notions of who I am supposed to be. Uh, this family completes me. I. I'm Ava Rain. I've got a bit of a conspiracy theory. Usual caveat supply. I don't know anything about uh, what's the name she's going by now. Ava Rain, I believe it uh, was. Ava Rain. Uh, I don't know anything about her progress or her potential or whatever. So I will say three out of the four members of the Jism are phenomenally talented to at least really, really, really good. Right? The act is terrible. I think we all know this. I think the act is so terrible that they have intentionally put the Rock's daughter in it for like really nefarious, like um, just shadowy, clever means. And what I mean by that, if I'm trying to extrapolate this thought, is that if they presented, what's her name? Ava Rain. Ava Rain, right? Oh, here's Ava Rain, the first ever fourth generation superstar. Let's see what she can bloody do. And then she goes in the ring. It's like, you oh, want the rock? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a bit weird. They've added a little bit to her legacy by aligning her with this absolutely dead act that everyone thinks is utter crap. With the idea being, oh, she doesn't have a chance. 
if you're going to align it with this track, it's a bit of a disgrace that you're not just... They are basically creating something of an appetite or a minor, minor, minor outrage about how she's in this faction, which is so much better for her in the long run of, oh, God, she should be given a fairer mm. thrift of things if she wasn't in this DOA bollocks that everyone knew was going to go bad. They are indirectly, and in my opinion, very cynically giving her a shot that she wouldn't ordinarily have had because she is The Rock's daughter. Mm. Basically, I think this is bad on purpose. You might be right. I, it's it's fitting that Sidra had to ask you like four times what they're calling her because it really doesn't matter what her name is. Like, she's The Rock's daughter. She's got. I've a, written that in my notes, to be honest. The Rock's glow, daughter joins the schism. There is a glow around her. Steve Austin's kids, like, aren't wrestlers. Uh, Nick Hogan should be nowhere near television screens ever, ever again. Or Brooke, for that matter. Um, it, uh, then there's The Rock. These are the three biggest stars, and this this is totally different to any third, fourth, second, whatever generation wrestler ever. There's going to be such a unique spotlight on her specifically because she's the first as well. Um, like if you know, like The Rock has other children or whatever, or there's another a Roman Reigns kid or whatever. It's still her. A Roman Reigns kid. You just assume that like these big star John Cena baby or something will have. He's not going to have a baby. Oh no, yeah, of course, yeah. That was the whole Total Bellas thing, wasn't it? But I so just there's a certain glow around her, and they've got really. I mean, they love the stupid bollocks dialogue, and they've got loads here, haven't they? She's already mentioned family. Uh, what was he? Joe Gacy was on about preconceived, I don't know. preconceived notions or whatever. Yeah, it was. That was her. That, that was her. Yeah. Uh, like, so this idea that... I've already forgotten. It's all, <laughs> not, it's all nonsense. Everybody would assume that you're just some kid of nepotism that's lived a charmed life, but in fact, I was said to. Mm. And I found that, you know, like being a product of the rocks, Jesus was not enough. So she's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's found a new one to join. It's, you like that one? Yeah, you like that one. It, it, more come. It, that's right. It's gone mm. Tuesdays. Uh, this will fail, but she won't, nor will they permit her to. I think, so. you've, I think you've nailed it there, Sid. I think you're oh, right there. Because yeah, yeah. rather than people going, right, go on then. They're like, oh, poor the Rock's daughter. Yeah. Because she's been late, lumbered with this. And so she can sort of and go, yeah, 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 if she isn't any good. I'm not saying she's going to be. They go, yeah, 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 that match wasn't anything to write home about. But what's all this crap with the, the Gideon doing whilst distracting you from the fact that she is going to be obviously learning on the job? It is worth remembering um, that at the moment we're in a situation where it absolutely doesn't matter if a wrestler's kid absolutely cannot go. They can still get over as the fourth person in the stable and it become one of the f- most fun acts. So she should be looking at Dominic Mysterio and thinking, oh, yeah, there's a chance for me. <laughs> uh, the, um, Joe Gacy... And Mick Jagger and Robbie Fowler, I think, will be buzzing at this development. Yeah. Like, they're probably... This She's got a red eye as well. I forgot to mention that. She does have a red eye, yeah. This couldn't have gone any better for them. This Their act will be a talking point probably for the first time ever for mm. a little while now. Yeah, exactly. Um, right, we get another backstage chat with uh, Sol Ruka, um, who's going to be facing Indy Hartwell a little bit later. She's a bit nervous. She says Indy's a tough competitor, and Indy comes in and a bit horrible to us. <laughs> Doing tricks and cool is cool and all that. It's only going to take you so far. I'm going to teach you out there tonight. So is she becoming the locker room leader now? Well, it needs one. It does need one now. You need a a conscience. (laughs) A cornerstone. Uh, Right, moving on. It is now time to talk about the voicemail that everyone's talking about. Not scripts. We'll we'll get to that in a second. But uh, obviously the question a lot of people are asking is, where's Stax? You know, I'm back off holiday, but Stax is having a bit of a longer break. And we were missing him on the preview yesterday. We missed him a lot last week as well. We did, yeah. Um... But uh, I'll tell you what I've, I've found. Uh, oh, yeah. he, he sent me a voicemail. Oh, oh that's nice. Would you, would, you like to, would you like to hear it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, of course. Me, uh, it's for a podcast if we said no, would it? Yeah. <laughs> Let me just get this all sorted on my phone. There we go. Right. Let's see what Stax has, has got to say to us. Hey, guys. <laughs> Daddy himself here. Still enjoying the lovely weather on my vacation. That is right, I am just relaxing on my holy bobs, letting go of all my pain and washing away my deepest fears. In fact, if you check my Twitter, you can watch as I come. Oh, it's joking. <laughs> Who in the world would spout that kind of bullshit? <laughs> I got some jokes for you whilst I'm away. You oh, I got jokes, oh. huh? What is brown and hairy and wears sunglasses? Nope, not Michael Sidgwick. It's a coconut on holiday, goddammit. If <laughs> <laughs> you like that one, I, I, I got another for you right here. Oh, he's got another. Hey, Hamlet. Yeah. Where do sharks go on vacation? Put your dad a shark on vacation. <laughs> Where do sharks go on vacation, Hamlet? Finland! 
A shark goes to Finland on his holidays, huh? Right, final joke for you before I got to go. Uh, they gotta swim up war here, guys. Adam, you and I, we don't have too much interaction, so I thought we could have one here, a little, uh, little back and forth, so to speak. Okay. Huh? A little knock-knock joke. Okay, so Adam, knock-knock. Who's there? Europe. Europe who? No, you are, you f***ing schmuck. <laughs> anyway, see you next week, guys. Toodle, mother f***ing <laughs> That was nice, mate. Oh, Where's he gone? I, he didn't say. He didn't say. We'll have to ask him next week. Yeah. Maybe he'll have some more jokes about it. Yeah. Nakamura, Nakamura kicked him into the shadow realm. Yeah, pretty close to winning Whatever that match from Wyatt. Tall dweebs going about on Twitter. You know? What even is that? It's a Marvel thing. <laughs> I don't know. I hate it, man. It's like Mortal Kombat or something. Maybe. That's nice of me to say. I've first real interaction I've had with him there as well. So that's yeah. You always pass each other, don't you? Yeah, yeah. it's always when he's parking the plane. <laughs> uh, talk about this other voicemail, actually. Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, so, ring, ring. Someone's <laughs> ringing the performance <laughs> center. Hello, it's the it's the performance center. Uh, please leave your name, <laughs> number, and your message after the tone. And as I said, I managed to get my hands on the audio, sort of. Um, would you like to hear it? I would like to hear it because to, I honestly I think some of the verbiage was quintessentially. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, well, here it is. Let go of all your pain, washing away your deepest fears. Listen with your eyes, speaking with your ears. Awaken from the pits you call the dark. Opening up to my soliloquy is just the start. Watch as I come and leave my mark as I plan to rip all of NXT apart. Sincerely, Scripps. Yeah, you quite a good job with that. Oh, thanks, Scripps. Thanks, Scripps. <laughs> we can't have a back and forth with him. You have to work that touch. I've got it there for you, by the way. So if you want to, let's just—I want to go bit by bit, right? Let go of all your pain, washing away your deepest fears. So that's a bit like Mordecai, where he's like a religious zealot, yeah, religious zealot who could sort of, you know, he's the—he's the light undertaker. He's the undertaker, except wait, I'm gonna—I'm gonna—I'm gonna come on Reddit Squared Circle for the next twenty years, actually. Um, and he's a missed opportunity, even though he sucked. Listen with your eyes. Speaking with your ears. What is, what's that? <laughs> I so, I no that's idea. such a funny visual. I think it means something like uh, <laughs> use every sense you have and don't be arrogant to speak before you are the truth is revealed. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Just Awaken from the one. pits you call the dark. Don't we all call it the dark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that sleep, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's Awaken from the pits you call the dark. So it's like, yeah, you call it the Dark, in fact, that the darkness is a real light, actually. <laughs> but it's like, you're, you're, you're still calling it the pit. I'm beginning to like the pit. But you know, like, yeah, <laughs> uh, you call it the dark. That's because you don't understand my ways. But he's <laughs> calling it the pit. Yeah. So he's saying it's bad as well. <laughs> like, what am I missing here? It's a script. It's assuming that we understand a lot of his law. It's day one for scripts. <laughs> Do you not know I live in the pit? Opening no. up to my soliloquy is just the start. So it's like, right, hear me talk. This is just, this bollocks is just the beginning. Dark and start don't rhyme either, by the way, just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. But, uh, tried to make it. Bit right. of assonance. Yeah. I mean, scripted, sorry. Watch as I come and leave my mark. Why would you write that sentence if you don't want me to think and they of paused. someone coming on someone's face? They paused. Because he knows where he's going to work for a living. So. Watch as I come and leave my mark. I'm obviously thinking of a face splattered and come. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Did you think of that? That was in the scripts. Did you think of that? Yeah. Yeah, did you think of they'd that? They'd have to yeah. gap, gap after come. Yeah, if they said, watch as I come and leave my mark, yeah. that's that. you maybe get away with it. Watch as I come and leave my mark. There's like, no it, room for wondering. There's one there. for dickheads on Twitter, and we duly obliged straight away. Yeah. <laughs> 
As I, I'm not talking about cum. <laughs> as I plan to rip all of NXT apart. Sincerely, scripts. <laughs> Since you don't, you don't say sincerely when you're leaving a voice. That's what you're writing an email. Maybe Keithley. I reckon, like yeah. six weeks into the push, when everyone realizes it's crap, he's definitely gonna change that. To regards, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Which is I'm not I'm being kind. Per my previous voicemail, yes. <laughs> we had a message from scripts at 4:59 on a Friday, <laughs> sent with high importance. <laughs> I used to hate doing that. Uh, I, I do need a response. I do want the little the red exclamation yeah, 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 mark. Whatever it's called. And the red exclamation mark of them. Um, oh, no. Again, please see attached. <laughs> Scripts. Do the, you need to print this voicemail? <laughs> and to whom it may concern? What are the three best words in the English language? They ain't I love you. Yeah. They are. What are the four? <laughs> what are the four best words in the English language? No further action required. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that deserves it. Oh my god! Is this the end? Uh, nearly. Good. What's more passive aggressive in that situation? Kind regards or best wishes? I never know which one's worse. They're both pretty terrible. No, no. Regards is not being kind. Kind regards are the. What did you have? did you ever have a thing in your generic signature? Did you leave a kind regards or a best wishes? Or no, no. I I had the 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 what's it called at the bottom? Just the signature, the signature where you'd yeah. have like your your name, your role, your phone number, your yeah. email, your fax, and a little like, environmental tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. please. And then <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have a blanket salutation <laughs> because it depended on the context of whether yeah. I wanted to be regards. The funniest thing for me, for some reason, I was watching this and I thought about, you know, the the like teenager character on The Simpsons. Where he's like, oh, I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah, him. Him answering the phone. So this this isn't preserved. <laughs> he's just like, hello, NXT Performance Center. He's like, I've been ripped this place apart. You'll have to slow down. <laughs> Who should I say is calling? Yeah. <laughs> Who dropped me to script with, Scripts with a Y? Where, where does the Y go? Is it Vince? It's, it's Ole Anderson. Is it? Yeah. It's Ole Anderson. <laughs> the man that was obsessed with scripts. Is this a shoot? <laughs> scripts with a Y. Uh, you've seen them over the past couple of weeks. There's like, uh, I think it's mainly a bit of banter, but there's a, uh, Vince is pulling the strings again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> yeah. it went crap. Because we're all yeah, yeah. shit for two weeks. Oh, Vince is back then. <laughs> Do you know the, uh, the meme of uh, Shaq where he's like asleep? You know, where he's like, he's asleep and then you say something and he's like, well, eyes wide yeah. open, there's lasers coming out. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we've got this thing. He's going to leave a voicemail and talk about soliloquies and ripping NXT apart. Uh, what's his name? Scripts. Scripts with a Y. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I love this character. I love it. I'm loving it so much. They've all, this done, is what NXT is. This, this is, is the heart and soul of NXT. <laughs> they've done what they always do. There is nowhere to go with this. Yeah. Like, Tony D'Angelo kills people. What are you doing? And like, straight away, they put walls up of why this character can't work, and they've done it again with weak woman scripts. <laughs> Like, you can't really. Like, he's going to go to NXT, and then what's he going to do? How do they know it's got a Y? Yeah. 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 That's, that's just scripts. Yeah. <laughs> why? How do they know it's got a Y in it? <laughs> just a follow-up follow up voicemail. voicemail. By the way, Sincerely Scripts is with a Y. Why? Here's why. In my name. <laughs> Miller not told us that he's got a WWE gig. Well, he's what not moment? here this week, is he? Oh, Don't. my God. We've oh, cracked Oh, my God. Cracked it. Oh, we cracked it. We cracked it wide open, this case. I wish he'd just told us first. Yeah, that's why he scripts with a Y. Yeah. And he does want to talk about cum. He does want to talk about cum. I, I want, want to talk about cum. <laughs> God bless Simon Miller. Especially if you've What's got annoying about Simon Miller is he's every bit the sweetheart yeah. that he comes across as on the yeah. videos in real life. The absolute best. The absolute best. Yep. So, yeah, scripts is Simon Miller. There you go. Looking forward to more of that last next week. Don't like this is a sincere request. Sincerely, pamphlet. Don't tweet him. He's on his holiday or something and he yeah. never takes time off. Don't tweet him and say, Oh, I hear the boys say these scripts. <laughs> Actually disengage him for a minute. I think he's never off. Let him be off. Yeah. yeah. Uh right. <laughs> Love your video, Miller. Because <laughs> this. You wouldn't say that though, that's a thing. Yeah. He'd, he'd laugh politely. Oh, here's another champ. Give me a message. <laughs> The best guy. Yeah, he's the top boy. Uh, Indy Hartwell versus Sol Ruka uh, was next. Um, this is bad. Yep. This is very Sub brief. 
Uh, flipped away to start, she get hit with a clothesline, then got hit with a hidden blade, basically. Didn't, wasn't there like three or four clotheslines? Was it meant to be like an overkill? Uh, like, yeah. oh my god, Indy Orwell's kicking ass. <laughs> it's it's like like body, body, yes. like, yeah. body slams in there. I'll do, yeah. body, I'll do another body slam. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter, because post-match, Electra Lopez comes in and stands tall, wrecks both of them and says, uh, I'm back. Basically, it's so bad because it's like, right, she clearly wasn't considered good enough to go to the main roster. So Zelina Vega is just inexplicably taking the place. And now she's it's like, I'm back and I'm here to kick ass and take names. And it's like, no, you're back because you can't, you're not gonna, you're not considered good enough. Yeah. So how, or, how am I meant to take you seriously? Or the alternative, she was doing so well at the docks that she thought, you know, why risk it? LTS team should join up with Tony D and Sax yeah. when he's back, yeah. A family's just got a lot bigger. Three <laughs> people. <laughs> in, Indy Hartwell's in trouble, I think. This was uh, not so good, Al. And, like, she was, she'd been kicking around here for quite a while. And they didn't at all present her, even though she was winning, did not present her as somebody that you felt the booking was instructing you to care about. But then she could be involved in the mystery with Dexter Loomis. Oh, yeah. She could I be. bet she's hoping that's the case. The secret is... Th- they're going to go on a double date. I don't know. Yeah, now he's back. We established if like, their marriage is back on, because apparently it wasn't when he lost his job. That was enough to, like, well, divorced. Sorry. Yeah. That's, yeah. How, that's how real life works. Um, but then didn't he come back? Oh, yeah, they reunited. Yeah, yeah they yeah. reunited. But then he was like, and he left the authorities again. are getting us, so... I'm on the lamb. So basically, when he gets his contract... Couldn't... I love how he told... Back uh, together, that's how it works. He told Johnny Gargano the Miz's secret, but he didn't tell Indy Hartwell. Was Dexter Lumis on that program on Channel 4 last night? He, <laughs> he should I've have been. Heard, I've heard some things about should the size of his, uh, his, his thing. The thing, he, the thing that the XSK to suck. What, what, uh, of course. <laughs> of course it is. Dinosaur making! <laughs> Gotta watch that show, man. Jesus Christ. Was it nine o'clock last night, Channel 4? Aye. I'm gonna watch. Trending for all day on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> new Prime Minister. Hashtag my massive cock. Yeah. Red. Right. Uh, another uh, great bit came next. I'm fully invested in this storyline. This is, I think about it when I'm not watching NXT. The latest developments at Chase U. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, they're, they're all waiting around for, for Claire to stoy. Uh, there's, uh, <laughs> there's no, uh, there's no Bodie Hayward. He's, uh, he's absent from class and Andre Chase is... He's not angry, he's just... Did something happen at Halloween Havoc that I missed? Duke Hudson's uh, wanting to join Chase U. Yeah, I inferred that from the skit. That's, that's right. Did, did so Bodie he, Hayward get, like, zombied or something? No, oh. no, he just got he got his nose put out of joint a bit, didn't he? Got some questions wrong and Duke Hudson got them right. So, but at Halloween Havoc? Yeah. There were, yeah. Well, it was a classroom vignette. Obviously, that had nothing to do with Halloween Havoc. Uh, well, the questions were to do yeah, with Halloween Havoc. Yeah. It was very, very related to Halloween Havoc. So Bodie Hayward's like a bitch. He's kind of he wants to be the teacher's pet, yeah, and he can't be because Duke Hudson's quickly taken his place. Uh, he's 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 gonna steal. Uh, I missed that when I watched Halloween Havoc. He's he, he uh, he's gonna uh, he's he's competing for Andre Chase's affections basically. Yeah. Um, uh, Thea Hale's like, no, 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 that's that's Bodie Hayward's that's Bodie Hayward's seat, and Duke Hudson's like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm here, so I'm sitting there. And Andre Chase's like, yeah, to be fair, if he's here, there's literally no other seats in this room, so he's gonna have to sit <laughs> this there. University is falling apart. So Bodie was actually uh, meant to do a presentation that day on wrestling holiday traditions, but don't worry because Duke Hudson's brought an apple instead. Yeah. A G Smith. I'm gonna call it a G Smith going forward. Yeah, I'm just uh, snacking on a little G Smith. Uh, he, he will do this for eternity in the yeah. office. God, he brings a banana on every day. If he replaces <laughs> this with an apple, he's going to go, hey, Sidge, hey, Sidge, hey, Sidge. Now I'm going to, after like week seven, go, what is it, Will Bourne? <laughs> and he's going to point and go, I'm just going to snack on a G Smith. This is going to happen to my life. This is what's oh, going to pink lady, I see. <laughs> Must be a Friday. Uh, he says, nothing best, but the best. Martin Monkeys weren't the originators of the car. It was you that time when you found a toy one and went, hey, Hamlet, Hamlet, Hamlet. Mm. Ran it across your desk <laughs> in a work day. <laughs> Thanks to Joe Johnson for giving us that. Oh, thanks, Joe. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Joe. <laughs> well, that's lunch. Mm. <laughs> I just feel work today, dear. That's got a big uh, multi-million dollar contract. I drive a car, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm scared about what you're looking for. <laughs> it wasn't my car. <laughs> it was Joe Johnson's car. It Right, where are we? Uh, uh, oh, nothing but the best for you, Mr. Chase. 
But you know what they say, a bad apple spoils the punch. Um, anyway, <laughs> Rodney Chase has got to sit settle down. Um, <laughs> says November's a big month for the world and for WWE. Uh, he basically says if you want to if you want to boost your grades from your mid times, uh, <laughs> take, take note. I don't know why he's talking no about grade that. Great point, average. Um, Thea the Hales, Harvard mid times, a baseball team. Thea Hales' uh, pen wasn't working. She was trying to write with it, but uh, the, the the pen lid just uh, the pen just wasn't writing. If she'd have clicked it, it would have been. I, I looked and it wasn't clicked. Down. <laughs> anyway. Duke gives uh, his pen. He says, don't worry, I'll, I'll just remember it. <laughs> Andre Chase, I was like, come on, get to the thing. Come on, get to the thing. And uh, he goes, oh, don't worry, you can have my pen. Don't worry, I'll just remember it. Andre Chase leans over his lectern. Are my f***ing words not important enough to write down, Duke? You think that I like the sound of my own f***ing voice? Pull out a pen and take some notes, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, he might not have said that last one, but I was getting carried away. Duke apologizes and then steals someone else's pen. This is not subtle. No. Not subtle. I love Andre. I'm really invested in the storyline about where, where it's going to go next. You know, the, the, the divisions between Chase U. Bodie Hayward's got a job on his hands here. I always like your investment more than I like when I'm watching the segment as it's happening. I've just watched Adam Wilborn scroll down to main event time. Not quite there yet. Yeah. Roxy is uh, saying, she, I didn't like who I became at Halloween Havoc. <laughs> Don't <laughs> just do. It says a lot about the performance center. You actually. are not my friend. Uh, she doesn't regret what she did, though. Uh, in losing a best friend, she found a Make whole new... up. <laughs> <laughs> in losing a best friend, she found a whole new level of belief in herself. She's got to stay true to who she is and why she's here. Just to have a chance to challenge Mandy Rose next week for me. She should win the belt. Yeah. She's the one. She's definitely the one. Uh, anyway, the uh, Blade and Enofe are licking their wounds. They're walking out devastated that they just didn't win the uh, men's NXT tag team titles. When who should return? But Odyssey Jones with a truck full of ladies uh, and uh, <laughs> says, oh, never mind, let's cheer up. And uh, get in, Inofe straight in the back. Like, Odyssey Jones had barely finished his sentence and Inofe's already in the back. Malik's like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, oh, don't do this. Don't have these, like, split overs like this. And then he just got dragged into the van anyway and went off to party. Everything that these idiots is an 80s road move, isn't it? Yeah. Like, get in. <laughs> I've got women in a truck. Get <laughs> out of my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Camera fans out. And into my... <laughs> it wasn't my car. <laughs> it was Odyssey Jones's car. Preposterous visual, man. What's going to cheer him up? Truck full of women. <laughs> it did. It, it did. And it did. It always works. <laughs> right, main event time now, Sige. Oh, God, you're desperate for a piss, you know. <laughs> it was uh, Ilya Dragunov. Did I do well by not having one? Well yeah. done. <laughs> Ilya Dragunov versus Jerry McDonough. Do you feel like NXT wrestlers after we've praised their matches? Good yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, I did. Uh, did that. So as McDonough's doing his entrance and posing on the turnbuckle, Dragunov's like, I'm not having this. Grabs him immediately, chucks him in the ring. They have a chop and strike exchange. Uh, Dragunov's got taped ribs because of what happened, uh, of course, at the uh, premium live event, and McDonough targets that throughout the match. Uh, at one point, Dragunov's on the apron. He gets knocked off it and nails his injured ribs on the announce desk, and the doctors rush over to check on him, and they're wondering about whether they should call the match off. And he says, no, no, no. I'm pleading to them to let him back, get back into the match. And we go to a break. When we come back, he's still in trouble. But uh, he fights back. And Booker says, could this be my shucky ducky quack quack moment? <laughs> could I give a s***, Booker? Duck stuff. <laughs> what, what do you want? They're fighting over who can become the shucky ducky quack quack of the week. So Dragunov fights back. He's still he's still selling the ribs though, and uh, he fights through it and to to hit McDonough with a superplex. Um, goes for something big off the top, and McDonough gets his knees up. Uh, but then Dragunov recovers and catches him up top. Uh, that's when he hits the superplex. Sorry, and then uh, hits that that just <laughs> I'm gonna take your head off with this punch. Um, and it looks like maybe he's got the match one, but he's just got to go and hit that headbutt. Just chuck my body at you, finisher of his. Uh, but he, oh, he's still selling the ribs. And as he charges at McDonough, McDonough counters him uh, and just ties him up in, in all sorts, puts him in a cross face, uh, stretches him out, his bloody face, and he's got the injured ribs. And Dragunov, is he going to tap? No, he's just going to pass out. The referee calls the match right there. Get off him, get off him. But JD won't release the hold for ages. Um, and Dragunov eventually has to be taken away on a stretcher as JD McDonough stands tall to close the show. <laughs> 
Would I have done a stretch of job angle after last week? Probably not. Um, I did laugh at him. It's <laughs> a moment of this match where I laughed right where, you know, there's certain things where you're like, I wouldn't do that real fight if I were you, but this is wrestling and I'll just disengage my brain. When you bring into focus something that's pretty stupid and superfluous but looks cool, don't do it when it's going to, like, aggravate an injury. Uh, maybe dramatic, dramatic effects not important right now if you're physically injured. And he's going to do the 6190 thing. I went, oh, my bloody... Yeah, I just <laughs> died laughing. I died laughing. I understand the whole point was you meant to feel sympathy for him, but I kind of didn't. But it's just like, well, you're an idiot. I'm laughing at a slapstick joke by some idiot who's doing something for dramatic effect. Maybe it was the revolutions. That was like, <laughs> like informed the power of the kick. But I just laughed at that. Look, I got the beat of the story... Uh, it was very easy to grasp that oh, you know he's a better wrestler, but oh, he's bloody injured. And <laughs> I know this is it's wrestling one on one asshole, but there's a way of doing something that is good or bad. I say this all of the time, and I was kind of laughing at his selling actually. Uh, people will listen to this podcast and not watch NXT, and they, they might see online, yeah, good match, or if they go to their favorite websites, yeah, good match. And it's, never ever watch this. You've seen it a million times before. You know this match before you've watched it. it wrestling 101 doesn't necessarily mean the stuff you want to see. Mm. I thought this was better than the Halloween Havoc main event in truth. Really? Yeah, just strip it back to the basics. They want to do their grisly BT Sports Studio tug job wrestling. Let them have it. But like, at least it can be a singles tug match job. and shorter. You know what? That's what they're doing. They're I know. Jacking each other off, man. And like, who can do the most competitive? Ah! I, don't, I don't care for either of them. Quite, I would have, again... Bring Bron Breaker out because he's big and jacked and awesome to cut through them with spears. Like, I don't want the JD McDonough match again. Oh, we're getting it. And that's what we're getting. That's what you're going to have. Yeah, they're going to belt them up. You're going to bloody have. I don't know. I think we're going to get this. There's going to be some sort of. You're going to. Even you're going to hate it, Will Bond. It's going to be like last man standing between oh, these two. A, de a deadline. And it's like, what? Like, what is he? the last man standing. What has Elia Dragunov become to win this? Well, the same guy he was beforehand because he loves pain and conducting trouble. They're just the, the content. Like, he loves the pain. He's, he's feeling the pain, but he relishes the pain. Does he like it or not? Yes. Because he's lost the match. <laughs> yeah. If it if it's a superpower, mm. he did lose, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Can't like pain that much because he was feeling a lot of it, and it didn't really do a lot of uh, help. <laughs> I was thinking about. What and he, he didn't even this. smile Actually. as he passed out like uh, Liv Morgan did. That's, that's oh the difference. Yeah. I was thinking about what you said, like about why, why go for six one nine if you're. Bloody middle, like that. You know, like when a maker would do oh, like my the, bloody bread basket. Like, oh, my bloody solar plexus. A maker would do like the Hadouken Street Fighter thing. Imagine if he had like broken hands. Yeah, I know. It was like, ah, what did I do that for? <laughs> Should have just probably used my really hard knee. And there we have it. NXT in the books. Let us know your thoughts on it on Twitter <laughs> at What Culture WWE. Watch they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts. We'll be back a little bit later on today to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the review of NXT. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.